When we think of someone that's called a prophet or prophetess, we think of the concept or an idea that the Lord has called this person to give a word or a message of either encouragement, a warning, inspiration, strategy, hope for the future, a blessing, or a war tactic. There are various reasons why the Lord can reveal certain things to his prophets or prophetess to give to another, either a body of people, organization, a nation, or one specific individual. Greetings, this is Olive, the Feminine Princess on the Art and Science of Femininity, sharing with you the treasures, riches, and secrets of feminine creativity and knowledge for women who follow Christ. While this traditional understanding is perfect, I would love to suggest to you that as women of God, feminine women of God, God has given us the gift and the power of prophecy within our own sphere of influence. Let me explain. You see, he has given us words as we're made in his image. Our words can create things. They have the power to make something there that isn't. Our words are like seeds when we fling them in the air, whether carelessly or carefully, they will land somewhere and they will grow. They will go deep into the soul that you have spoken over and it will flourish into whatever you've created it to be. You've heard of the experiments where people write words or of positive or negative nature and they immerse them or attach them near water or ice formations. And those words actually create the energy into the water or the ice formation. And because of these things that have been given to us, the power, the ability to create things before we even see them, as given to us by our Lord, we are, in a sense, prophets, prophetess, women of God. And so we should and need to be very careful what we speak, what we speak over living things, over plants, over animals, over our children, over our loved ones, and especially over people we don't particularly like, even our enemies. For Jesus said, we're just like the world if we treat our enemy as an enemy. But if we treat them as someone we love, then we are the sons and daughters of God. So I would implore you to be very cautious over what you say. And not just what you say, but what you think. But because the things you think are converted into words and are converted into attitudes and come out in your posture and your speech over things. And whether quickly or slowly, they will manifest in time, whether it be God's timing or the timing he's placed into your hands. So 
So how can we carry this out real time? How can we manifest this in everyday life situations that we're living? Well, there's several strategies to approach this. Uh, one strategy would be to seek the Lord in all things, especially if you have children, especially if you work closely with certain people, seek the Lord on where he's taking them in their personal journey and proclaim that over them. We have the authority, especially as women and mothers with our nurturing nature to speak blessings or cursings over other people. And whether or not they receive it or it manifests is another story, but we know it has some sort of fruit because when we hear parents speaking evil things about their children, they don't really amount to much in life. But when we have parents or even the child themselves that's extremely determined and speaks positive things to themselves or over one another, they seem to soar in life. So I would seek the Lord on where he's taking a certain person and speak that truth, that destiny, that purpose, that assignment over that person. That's one strategy. Another strategy would be to see what the enemy is doing, what the adversary is doing, whether in the world, in the nation, in our states or our cities, or even our immediate communities. Currently, he has brought the fear of a disease, not necessarily the disease being widespread, but the fear of it. And just that fear alone, unfortunately, has crippled people who don't believe or ignorant believers. He's crippled them all. They're counseling things left and right. They're afraid to go places. They're even reacting in fear by buying up a whole bunch of toilet paper and bananas. These are the two things that are the most hard to find currently. At any rate, the strategy would be to look at what the enemy's doing and proclaim with your lips the opposite. Since he's bringing fear and the fear of death, I would proclaim life and I would proclaim peace because Jesus said he came to give us peace, not as the world gives does he give to us, but let our hearts not be troubled nor afraid. He also said through the Holy Spirit and Paul that we are to be anxious in nothing, but in all things by prayer and supplication, make our requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, the understanding of the news, the understanding of small talk, the understanding of everyone spreading the fear. This peace that surpasses that will guard our mind and heart through Christ Jesus. You know, God himself has not given us a spirit of fear, but love and power and sound mind. So these are the things I would speak in this hour, that he gives us peace, that he gives us sound mind, that he give us, gives us power and love. And also, Jesus said he came to give us life in it more abundantly, that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but be of good cheer. He's overcome the world, and he's given us life, so we're going to live. 
I am repeatedly reminded to quote Psalms 91. For in Psalms 91 is our protection, is our strong tower, is our fortification, the comforter, who he himself has told me. Comfort does not mean to just sympathize with, but to bring us strength and fortification. The Holy Spirit will strengthen us in this time. And we don't have to be afraid, but we can run into the name of the Lord and be protected. Those who believe, those who are calling, and those who have the faith and seeking Him will be covered in this time. And I would suggest to you, if you have family members, whether they believe or not, or wherever they are in their level and relationship with the Lord, cover them too with your lips. I charge you this in the name and by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that we are to bring the peace in the land. When everyone goes crazy, there's a group of people that serve the Lord that are going to be protected and full of peace and the world will see it and know and will want and desire what we have. So go in peace and speak prophetic words over your families, over your environments, over yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. My third strategy would be to go into the Word of God and look at some good stories, good testimonials, some good things, and rehearse those good things every day. Pick some scriptures or some historical story and rehearse that to yourself once a day until you see that prophecy come to pass in your life. You know, often it is common for man to speak in hypotheticals and what if and using the uh, personal pronoun of you, Y-O-W, to make a point in a story. And although they're not speaking to you directly, they say you hypothetically and uh, paint a picture to illustrate their point, be it bad or good. And I found it interesting. We don't have any of the cases like that in the Word of God. We do have some cases where prophets would paint a picture using you in the story, but it had a specific message that the Lord wanted to deliver to that person and a warning or an encouragement in their particular lives. But other than that, we don't have cases of people communicating in a sense of hypotheticals. And I believe I know the reason why. Um, as I am studying Biblical Hebrew and learning the intricacies of that language, there is no past, present, or future interesting to note in that language. There is only the perfect and the imperfect tense, which means it either has completed an action or it is a continuous action. So I believe in biblical times, the reason people don't speak like this and the reason people speak like this now because we have a past, present, and a future is because in those times, they understood how powerful words are. In the spiritual realm, there is no understanding of this is a hypothetical and this is an example or this isn't real. It was um, it, the spiritual realm 
understands it to be either a completed action or a continual action yet to be completed. And so because they understood this, they did not speak in these terms. And I believe they understood the power of their words and used them very carefully. Compared to today, because we have past, present, and future, we have the imperfect tense, we have uh, uh, suppositional, we have um, clauses, all these different parts of um, a tense in a sentence, we have more ways of speaking, but these more ways of speaking actually is fruit for the spiritual realm. And they only read it in two ways, as built on this earth, one language initially, in either completed or continuous uncompleted actions, I would venture to say the spiritual realm reads everything a person says in these two ways. And so while one may be speaking a hypothetical, the spiritual realm sees that as either complete action or action yet to be completed, and it will have some growth. And so I would just encourage you to reevaluate the way you speak and think and understand that what you speak has life and it has power to it. And you will see it in your life, whether shortly or for a long time, it will show up. Because again, the spiritual realm only sees it as a completed action or a continuous action yet to be completed. So be careful and be encouraged. Prophesy good things over and in your life as well as others. Today's program was sponsored by Olive Swan. You can visit her at oliveswan.pink, browse her store, Pink Peach and Cream, and request a consultation or workshop in your local area. Subscribe to her blog at thefeminineprincess.com, watch her YouTube videos, and find the podcast notes at 